Welcome to the Untaming Femininity Podcast. I'm Igena Gerazi. And I'm Sam Allen. And we believe that untamed women are real and powerful. Our podcast is all about inspiring curious women like you to speak and live your truth and to express your femininity on your own terms. Tune in for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. Well, today we are so honored to have our guest, Nicole Love. And Nicole is connected with spirit and loves to guide people into their deepest wisdom, highest selves and spiritual embodiment. She knows bringing love and all its sensations through our bodies as often as we can and is a healing and magical practice to be in. Well, welcome, Nicole, and we're so honored that you're here. Thank you, again. I'm honored to be here, too. And we wanted to start the conversation because reading your notes, it's a lot about a, a story, a journey of being untamed. And we wanted to know how did that untamed, this story come about? And how did it start? Okay, well, it started by really having so much pain and I guess confusion of like, what is this life all about if I just feel like I'm in pain all the time? As far as emotional pain, just not finding people who connected to the world like I did, just really rubbing up against um, people that were disrespectful and hurtful. And, and I just felt like that reflected um, with the earth as well as, I mean, we've seen that and now we're more aware of it. But this was back in my 20s, which was a little over 20 years ago when it started. And just feeling like, okay, this, my life just doesn't feel like life. Like, why am I really here? And so I was taking a Native American art class and my professor started talking about how his sister and mom see energy and that's where their art comes from. And when I was little, I could see energy and spirit. And so I went up to him and I talked to him about that. And he told me that I should go to this meditation and healing school called the Berkeley Psychic Institute. And so I did uh, like, you know, the week, the next week or something. And, and that's when I'm like, yes, this, this is the piece right here. This is what's helping me like feeling spirit. This is the missing piece because there's way more to life than what we see and what we bump up against physically. And when I, I guess, was growing up, um, I lost that sense of sight. And I always, I could still feel um, energy. But uh, when you lose the sense of sight, then things kind of lose that, um, that magic. And so refining um, that sight, that vision of what spirit is, and, and that it honestly constantly changes uh, for me. Um, then I get to rediscover life and find the magic in life and everything. And like, like I was saying, finding the love that, that came, I guess, probably with having children, because that's that unconditional love um, that really, truly I had been looking for. Um, and, and then through that, 
embodying that, I could feel that inside of everything. Um, I guess I just posted this, this image that Alex Gray had painted of a woman giving birth, uh, his wife giving birth to his daughter, and her whole chronic tube is open while the baby is coming through. And that's, that's what I'm talking about as far as feeling source. And that's, we can't feel source that, that much all the time because I just, we would be totally overwhelmed all the time walking through the world. But being able to feel that love and bump up against people and then feel their love, that's the magic. And, and that's the sensuality that I'm looking for in life. Yeah, I hear you. And I'm also smiling because I notice, you know, your surname is love. And I know that has a whole story around it, too. Would you share that with us? Okay, yes. Yeah. So it's been about five years since um, my ex-husband and I went through divorce. And when we were going through this uncoupling process, I was totally redefining myself basically, and, and coming into my empowerment. And I didn't want to keep the name, even though his name, even though my children have it as well. Um, I figured if later they can hyphenate their name if they want to. Um, and I didn't want to go back to my birth name just because I just want to be me and just be free with who I am. And so then what do I want to be? And love is what I want to be. And so it's a reminder all the time that, yes, this is what I want to bring. And honestly, is what I feel that um, as God's source energy is, is love, what we're all made of, where we all come from and what we all are. So reminding us that we're all one. And so that's, that's what I want to come from all the time. That's amazing. How do you show more of that love to yourself and, and to others? Yeah, so it definitely has to start with with me. And, and so it's a daily practice of meditation and showing up for myself like that. And, and in my meditation, it's where do I find those sources of love? And so it's always the heart of the earth. To me, she's just the most benevolent being that I could connect with in my physical body that supports me, nourishes me, all of that shows me how to love and and then bringing that into my body and then bringing in my frequency of love my divinity into my body and then i have you know a little meditation space with an altar on it and there's a photo of myself and my children and then a couple of deities and just all these different things that help me bring in and assist love I love that. And I especially love bringing in, you know, my frequency of love, because I really do believe we all have very different frequencies. <laughs> and I'm getting really super curious, Nicole, around yours. Like, how, how do you experience yours? Um, yeah, it's, I, <laughs> I love my love. It is so good. Um, it's, I just, I have a real sweetness and softness and tenderness. And and purity and and so that's it just feels so good when I when I give that to myself and like I well not so recently but it feels recently went through a breakup and I was like what did my love feel like you know to him 
and I felt it, you know, from another angle. And I was just like, gush, it just felt so good. I'm like, oh, I'm like, I don't know how that didn't work. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And what does love want for you now? What does love want for me? Yeah. Uh, Let me check in. It's, it's, still more of like empowering me like expanding me to be able to bring more and more in that's beautiful so for people out there you know maybe they've got a low kind of self-esteem or self-worth and they're listening and they're thinking gosh i really would love to be able to connect to that um i really don't know where to begin where would you point them nicole a daily practice and so the daily practice could look like, you know, would I have a meditation practice or it could be just going out and sitting in their yard and connecting with a tree or a plant, something of just connection really. Because like I said, I believe we are all love. Everything is love. And, and then connection is kind of what we've lost. We've been broken off from connection for a long time and then it's kind of gotten worse with our technology in a way, but right now us connecting, that's so beautiful, so thank you. And then that too, giving gratitude for everything as well. So walking in like in steps of gratitude, even like when you're able to you know, fill up your glass of water, gratitude for that, you know, and all of those little things build up love in yourself and then that builds up confidence in yourself. And, and what, I, what I see you doing, actually, I think it was before one of the questions we just asked you, was taking that moment, Nicole, to stop and say, hold on, let me just connect with that. <laughs> and in that pause, there is everything right. Um, and I think that's a really good pointer also for people listening. It's like, we have to give ourselves that opportunity to, you know, check in with where we're at before we respond and um, then consciously choose what we want to create. And I just wanted to say how amazingly you've modeled that already today thank you i also want to go a little bit into sensuality and how do you connect with your sensuality as well okay so that that is just taking time to connect and into my body because for so long i felt like i was this the spirit kind of flying over my body and kind of guiding it like a drone and so it's really i'm still not literally as in my body as I want to be but what what is the sensuality is dropping in and then feeling my body and then feeling what does it feel like um I guess to be sensual and then what what does my body want to do with that and so right now like I'm just kind of moving around kind of in a spiral um but then let's see what else I guess it's just part of like what Sam was saying with connection, because just connecting with a tree, even if it's just looking at its leaf could feel sensual because you could start feeling what the colors do to you or what the scent is doing to you. So there's, there's just all different ways of connecting with sensuality. Oh, well, that, I've just had an aha moment from what you said there. That really excites me. Just you using those words, what it does to you. It's that receptivity piece, isn't it? It's like, wow, whatever's happening, the sensuality is about letting it do that and receiving it. 
Yes. And it's somehow as simple as that, actually. Yeah, it, it, it is that receptivity, that feminine energy, and then feeling the pleasure of it. And, and for me, that pleasure like coincides with love. How beautiful. Yeah, that opening up as well. So we, we know that you are a very spiritual person. <laughs> That's clear from how you are and what you're speaking to. And we'd love to know a little bit about your first encounters with the spiritual world. Okay. So my first encounters was when I was probably around four. And I would go into my parents' room pretty much every night. And this one night, there was the spirit that was sitting basically on my dad's feet. And she was just watching me. And I was walking around to my mom and usually my mom would wake up right away when I would walk in, but she didn't wake up and I was like tapping her and everything. And she wouldn't wake up and the spirit was just staring at me the whole time. And, and so I just was feeling this is weird. I wasn't scared, but then I was just looking at the spirit and I just left the room. And then I went in my older sister's room and just slept with her, but she didn't wake up either. And then I knew that the experience was strange. And so I didn't tell anyone for a couple of weeks. But when I told my mom, she ended up asking me, like, why didn't you tell me sooner? And, and I, you know, was just telling her, I just didn't really know what to say. And she said that when she was around my age, she had seen spirits at the edge of her bed too. And that what my other sister had seen spirits flying around the room and it went blue into my brother and my room. Um, so anyways, uh, I know I, from that point on, I knew spirit was real. My mom had validated it for me, which felt so good. And another part of that is that the spirit looked just like me and I have a twin brother. And so I was like, oh, this, this is really my twin. <laughs> This is my little girl thinking because my brother and I looked like opposite from each other. He has like this Italian look and I have this really fair look about me. So um, anyway, as it turns out, that was actually an aspect of me and meditation, you know, gosh, when I was in my early forties, actually found out that was a part of me. It wasn't, it wasn't a separation of me. Isn't that wild? Um, and then when I was little too, so I would see energies like hovering above doorways and then like around like dressers and just different things like that. And that actually kind of scared me. I didn't like to see that. And so I guess that's, that's the very beginning, but from trusting that there is something else out there and my beginning as far as learning about connecting with spirit that at the Berkeley Psychic Institute, that was learning how to meditate. And it's basically clairvoyant style meditation. And so it's guided imagery and, and then learning how to feel energy like with your hands, the auras and chakras and that type of thing. And then um, learning how to interact with guides spirit guides, healing guides. Wow, what a journey. <laughs> and we know that healing is a big part also of who you are and what you do. Um, and we were getting curious around what you've actually managed to heal in your own life as well. Yeah, so I mean, I guess it's 
been more about transformation. Um, I definitely have gone through traumas and connected into myself. Um, so I definitely had mental and some physical abuse as a child. And I think that's also why I became so sensitive and spiritual just so I could sense things coming my way, what's gonna happen, you know, that type of thing. And, and so I'm still, it's, con it's a constant journey of healing. You definitely go into the spiral and go deeper and deeper into the, all the layers of healing. Um, but I guess honoring the abuse, honoring that it was my spirit who really chose these specific dynamics to be born into to heal them and to break the cycles of like, I do a lot of ancestry healing, that type of thing too. So just healing the traumas basically. And my body then heals my family, my, my siblings, but then related to my nieces, of course, my children. So, and then as far back as who knows, because I definitely do look at lineages from like right close to me, which is like right here at the back of my head and then going all the way back to the conception of the lineage and then clearing and healing that on different topics. That's so you also, Yeah, you could also do it with your ovaries for women. Wow. Is it like the, the women's side of, of the lineage? Yeah, so it depends. Usually the right side is the masculine and the left side is the feminine, but that could change in different people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so interesting. And, and I know that there is more and more awareness when it comes to spirituality. And have you ever encountered like resistance from people or misunderstandings or? Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, so I am a weirdo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a total weirdo, um, but they love me anyway. So, you know, and I live in California, which is, you know, supposed to be a place of weirdos. And then I'm a weirdo among weirdos. So, <laughs> as far as resistance goes, there's, there's definitely resistance, but it's okay because this is me and, and I really, really love me and I love being able to do what I do. Oh my gosh, I feel so at home when you say that. I'm allowed to be a weirdo too. Yes, and aren't we all actually? <laughs> Thank you for naming that. But what's one part of your message that you would really love to have come alive in this episode? I feel like I want everyone to know that they can do this for themselves, that they really can learn how to bring in their divinity and, and maybe sensuality is part of their divinity, but part of the embodiment process I, will, I mean, and everyone to trust their own weirdo, you know, like, so that we could really heal ourselves. I want people to know that they can do that. But somebody who has not ever worked with themselves and, and their divine uh, essence. So how would they start? Yeah, it's, it feels so lonely being in that place. Um, and so it's, it's starting to, I guess, feel into those places of disconnection, like those loneliness where, like, I'm just thinking about back when I didn't have it yet. And, and so just starting, it's just that building, like, one step at a time. And, and it's so painful. And that's why maybe people don't do it. 
because it hurts going into all the wounds basically. And it takes a long time. It's not like it can just happen in a second. So, wow, there has been so much wisdom sharing in this episode. Um, you just ooze wisdom, honestly. And again, you know, we could just sit and listen to you for hours. And we'd love to ask you really, as our conversation comes to an end, like, what is your greatest piece of wisdom that you that's present for you right now in your life? Well, it's kind of what we've been talking about as far as the embodiment process and taking time to to bring my wisdom and to bring my divinity in. Um, and that just looks like slowing down a, a bit, you know, like taking these pauses to be like, okay, what, what am I feeling? What's going on? What's, what's happening? Okay, this resonates. This feels good. Yeah, I like this. I'm going to share this with you. Um, or the wisdom comes in because I'm sitting still with myself and like, oh, I can't do that. Even though I know you really want me to do that. I just, it doesn't feel good. I can't do that. I'm sorry. Yeah. So that learning boundaries, that's a really big thing for me. And right there, that's kind of like holding up a boundary. Like, oh, it's not good for me. I can't do it because I've definitely been a pleaser. I really love I love to make people feel good. And, and so if I'm not making them feel good, then I feel like, oh, part of me is disappointing them. I don't want to do that. But I've learned again and again and again that I need to take care of me. And so I guess that's the big wisdom piece right now. Well, thank you for sharing that. And thank you for being you. And, you know, there is this energy, as you said, you know, softness, pureness and angelic. And I love also the blouse that you have. It feels like you have angel wings. <laughs> yes. And um, yeah, so thank you very much for being with us today. Yeah, I want to share really quick that little girl that I integrated in a meditation, she actually showed me that I'm an angel, like that's that she was my angel self. So thank you for seeing that in me. Oh, it's very obvious. <laughs> <laughs> so just when you think it's all over. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's not quite right, Megana. Exactly. <laughs> because we would love to finish our conversation with the infamous wildfire round. <laughs> very wild. <laughs> uh, we have a few questions for you here, Nicole. And Basically, there's two choices each time, and you just pick one. Are you ready to play? Ready. Question one. Love songs or chick flicks? It's love songs all day. <laughs> <laughs> and question two. Phoenix or lioness? I have to say Phoenix because that's just what happens. <laughs> and our third question. Mischievous or rebellious? Mischievous. I see that little twinkle in your eye. And the fourth one. They get a little bit racy as we go on, along, by the way. Flavoured condoms or nipple piercing? <laughs> Flavored condoms. <laughs> and for our final question, menage à toi or 
Netflix and chill. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so hard. <laughs> I'll just go with Manazza I've never <laughs> had a Manazza <laughs> Good girl. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our podcast. Um, I don't know, I'm leaving this episode with a feeling of divine play. You know, there's so much divinity in you, around you and coming from you. <laughs> and yet this lovely, playful, light side that, that also comes through. So thank you for bringing that full on and so much more. Yeah, that's been such a joy. Thank you both so much. Thank you for listening to the Untaming Femininity podcast. Join our inspiring tribe of women on Facebook to experience a deeper connection with yourself and to feel the empowerment of female solidarity. Tune in next Sunday for your weekly dose of depth, lightness and heartfelt shares. <laughs>